0: Right back here at Aggana Arena where after two periods it has been all BU tonight BU 5 Merrimack nothing the Terriers with three goals in the first two in the second shots on the night Actually favoring Merrimack now 26-25, but that's all academic is. The Warriors are down by five here after two, something that we haven't seen very much. Mike McNick with John Leahy. Mike McMahon joins us tonight from the MAC report here in this second intermission. And uh, boy, that first period, Mike, really was uh, the story as uh, I know that the coaches weren't that... Happy with the way that Merrimack played on Sunday, but the way that they came out in that first
1: period was just abysmal. Yeah, I mean that's probably the first period's been a, a source of struggles for them for a large part of the year. Uh, but really, I mean that was probably the worst first period they've played all year, one of the worst first periods they've played in a long time. I mean you have to go back back to probably last year, maybe even the year before, the year before that, even to, to find a period that, that's gone worse than, than that first period. Did. What did you see? What did you think? The uh, didn't go well in that first. Well, oh, you know a lot. Of of little things I think that just added up to a lot of opportunities for BU. I mean, Evan Rodriguez in the first goal ends up in a one on one situation against Haywood, who does all he can do. I mean, he's got a stick out to try to defend that play, but uh, he's, you know, Rodriguez is left alone in the neutral zone. Nobody goes after a loose puck. You have three guys here sort of watching it, uh, and he's able to get a goal. Uh, the second goal, I think it was the second goal, maybe the third goal, uh, Garrett Newton fakes that shot and puts it, gives it away to Megan right in front, who, again, was on top of the slot, but again, he's all by himself. I mean, there was nobody really around him. He's able to dance around a little bit, create some space, and then fire a shot by. Even one goal there that they had in the second period, and again, I don't recall if it was the fourth or the fifth goal, but uh, I think it was Nieto's first goal, so I think it was the fourth goal. Uh, you look down, and you've got four, or excuse me two forwards down there as the two deepest defenders, and they get a pass across the middle, Nieto's sort of by himself, there's not even a defenseman around him, so just not marking bodies, not picking up guys, not picking up loose bucks, a lot of little things that just created a whole bunch of chances for the
0: this team has been successful as they have been for much of especially the second half of the year it seems like you know, the the, four, the five or the four players out there as the case may be functioning almost as one unit it just seems to be that way and, and everything's been clicking on, on more, you know, all cylinders and everything and for whatever reason tonight it's been almost the exact opposite it seems as though everything's discombobulated you've got uh, guys not covering guys like they usually do, you've got guys getting to loose pucks that, where it doesn't usually happen in, in grade A opportunities and uh, I mean Sam Moran the, nothing he could do in that first period, and then you got Rasmus Tarran and comes in in the second period. He only faces two shots in the in the first 12 minutes. One of them's a two-on-one, and the other one's a breakaway.
1: <laughs> yeah, not much he could do there. Uh, and it's funny though because they, they've created some chances. Like with the puck, I, I think they've done a pretty good job working as a unit and creating some space and creating some time, and, and certainly getting getting plenty of shots on goal. But uh, it's been without the puck. I mean, for, from a D-zone coverage standpoint, they've they've been almost covered no one. And even in the neutral zone, I mean, guys just aren't picking up loose. Bucks not picking up uh, men. I mean, we've seen a lot of on-man rushes for BU, like you said. So uh, it, it, there's just been a lot of defensive problems. Do we say at this point that in this season
0: Merrimack just doesn't match up with BU and it's not a team you want to face in the playoffs?
1: Yeah, that's real interesting because I mean, you look at the way the two teams have played coming in night, I mean, it, it couldn't have been you know more night and day. I mean, Merrimack was in a roll even though they lost Sunday, uh, and you look at BU over the last ten games. and, and they, they've been, you know, lack of a better term, terrible. I mean, they, I think they got two wins in their last ten, and uh, that game on Saturday at Lowell was maybe their worst game of the year. They had fourteen, fifteen shots on goal. So uh, I don't know if it's a matchup thing. It certainly seems that way because <laughs> I mean, you you look at the three games here, and, and, and BU has has won all of the, all four. It was, looks like they're going to win all three of them here pretty convincingly.
0: And they could end up facing each other in the playoffs. That certainly could be. And it could be at either building. But either way, uh, it looks like is going to end up taking all three. I mean, at this point, it went 12-2 to in the three games that BU, are t- that BU has outscored Merrimack. So it's been pretty one-sided. But, uh, you know, on the flip side of things, I mean, how, how often do you see in college hockey something like this? BU comes in, a game like tonight. They won one game one out of the last eight. They had those two games, as you mentioned, last week against Lowell. Two games that were big for them, and they just weren't able to, to get it done in what, for whatever reason. Merrimack's been playing playing well, even with the loss on, on Sunday. They, they played real well on that game, very well. Could have won the game. In fact, when that goal went in the net, Quinn Smith scored in overtime. It was almost a shock, I think, for everybody in the building, at least, that was a Merrimack fan, that couldn't believe that, that Merrimack had lost the game. So, you know, you have a game like this, those things can happen. Uh, the question is, we've seen this team, I think, respond, uh, bounce back from situations like that all season long, but now we're getting near the end of
1: the year. It's almost like playoff hockey. Can they do it again? Yeah, that's going to be interesting, because I, I think uh, I, really, I mean, if you look at Merrimack's schedule, their last four weeks I mean, have taken on the shape of being playoff games. I mean, going back to that first BU game last Friday, when you had first place in the line, that was really the first big, big game of the regular season. And then you know you follow that up in Providence that next week, and then you got BC again. And uh, you know now you're on a stretch here where, from a from a league standpoint, I mean, these are all these are all playoff games. So it's going to be a matter, I think, of, of whether or not they can find the groove that they've been in here for the last or so months. I mean, it's really been a tale of two seasons for them, too. You look at look at how they played the first two months of the season, and compared to the way they played the last two months, I mean, it's, it's been completely different. The record's been completely different, so uh, I think it's just going to be a matter of, of trying to figure out what they did, what they weren't doing well in the first two months of the year, and what they have not done well in the last two months, and, and try to keep doing what they've been doing.
0: Yeah, if there's a big concern, I would say at this point, it's not even the five goals allowed, it's the fact that you look at none scored tonight, one scored on Sunday, two scored at Providence the Sunday before that. Two scored uh, against BC the Friday before that, and you had to go to overtime to do that. So, you know, it looked as though... The offense was starting to come around, and you were getting production from some guys as well as the guys that you that you had been getting it from that you needed to get it from, like Collins, and then now you have to start to wonder. Things are starting to slow down, and it's getting back to that situation almost like earlier in the year when the first weekend that BU came in, the back-to-back 3-1 losses. That's the big concern, I think, at this point, is that maybe the offense is starting to, you know, things, things have taken a
1: turn for the worse again. Yeah, I, I agree there. I mean, that, that's, that was a big concern at the beginning of the year, like you said, with scoring goals. They have- plenty of chances. They were games where they had 30-35 shots on goal, but you can see one or two on the board. Uh, you know, they just were having trouble putting pucks in the net. And, and even, you know, I, I hesitate for this to come off as a criticism because he's been their best player all year, but even a guy like Collins has been fairly quiet here the last couple of weeks. And uh, we've seen some scoring coming from other places. I mean, Bates has had a, a great two or three weeks, but uh, yeah, I think goal scoring has to be a concern if you're looking ahead, especially, you know, you look, look at the teams they got coming up here, whether it's Lowell who defends really, really well uh, for two games this weekend, UMass after that and then you get in the playoffs, and uh, all it takes I mean, Merrimack has seen it here a couple of years, you know, even with themselves two years ago. You get a whole you get a hot goaltender in the playoffs, and you go a long way. I mean, uh, Joe Canada played some of his best hockey two years ago, and there was a lot of other moving parts in there, of course, as well. But you know, Joe Canada was at his best when they went to the Hockey's title game, so uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think you've got to be concerned at this point that the goal scoring could be a problem here for you know the last couple of weeks in the playoffs. All right, it will be interesting, we'll see
0: just a couple. A couple of days ago, uh, the mood was totally different, and things can change quickly. Could change quickly again next weekend. We'll see. Uh, Mike, thanks for joining us. The MacReport.com and the Eagle Tribune. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Mike. Mike McMahon has been our guest here, second in mission with the Warriors trailing BU 5
1: to nothing. John and I will be back for more right here on ESPN New Hampshire.